0: Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash horror for more information. Four years ago, this committee gave me a very specific and challenging task. Successfully phase-shift a human being out of quantum sync with the visible universe and return him safely with no after-effects. Well, we found that sending them to Never Neverland was easy. It's the getting them back that's hard. Primary DNA strands decaying on you? ...along with cellular bond instability, How have you solved the problem? I haven't. What? But... ...we're close.
1: We just need more time.
0: Ever since you walked into my classroom in your freshman year, I knew that you were different. And over the years, your genius has been most impressive. Thank you, Dr. Kramer. Well, don't thank me yet. This committee has given you remarkable leeway. We've tolerated your personal eccentricities as well as your need for privacy. And I assure you, our patience is running out. If we don't get results and get them soon, your genius will cease to impress me. And if you can't make it work, I'll find another Sebastian Kane who can. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. (laughs) It was (laughs) fun. If you were to ask anybody to list their favorite superhero powers, you'd probably have a good amount of people who would want the power of invisibility. But what would you do with invisibility if you had it? Would you use your powers for good? Evil? Mischief? Or would you slowly fall into a psychotic murderous rage? You'd think that last one would be pretty rare, but that just goes to show you what happens when the success of a scientist gets completely erased get it by his own arrogance. As tonight, The Dells discuss 2000's Hollow Man. And now, the Dolls of Horror. It's Showtime.
2: Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And guess what guys? Today we're both sick. Yay! <laughs> you know, just like just like Jamie did when we did critters, I um I apologize for giving her my cold from afar. <laughs>
3: Hey, it happens. Sympathy sickness is a real thing, folks.
2: Right. From Chicago. <laughs> Check to on to your Tucson. friends. <laughs> all the way. The germs traveled and I made you sick. I'm so sorry. Anyway. It's all right. Hey, we... at least we're not doing it alone. It's true. <laughs> we're in this together. If we both yeah. sound a little off this morning, that is why. Just a little disclaimer there. Y'all know you like this husky,
3: raspy voice thing that we got going on. All right, well, you're Man, welcome. Man, Jack sound is
2: sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> okay, Jamie, but first things first. Before we get into our movie, I have an announcement. Ooh, all right, lay it on me. So, Wolfman. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, doll collectors, for those of you that don't know... Yesterday was Jamie's two-year anniversary with our dolls. <laughs> two years. Oh, I can't believe it. We're happy a toddler. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy
0: anniversary. Happy anniversary. Pour a cheerful toast and fill it. Happy anniversary. But be careful you don't fill it. Happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy
1: anniversary. Happy anniversary
2: oh so, so cute right off the bat I just <laughs> needed to say that girl you know it's been a great couple of years since you've joined us and um i i'm just so grateful that that you're on this journey with us we love you man oh shucks. that's really sweet guys love you too
0: yeah Jamie you've been absolutely a pillar of this podcast and it's been an absolute pleasure working with you and i hope we can keep doing it for many years on end so happy Forever anniversary and ever. Ah,
3: and ever. God i'm not crying you guys (laughs) (laughs) that's very sweet love you guys you're the best team ever
2: yeah no um you seriously are the best and we love you to death so even though you don't feel so hot right now happy anniversary
0: (laughs) yay oh wait 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 wait
2: (laughs) amazing amazing okay friends so, tonight we are going to be discussing Hollow Man. Woo! Hollow Man. I have not seen this one
3: in a hot minute, so this was like a rewatch I have not done in a really long time.
2: When was the first time you seen this movie? Ooh, you know, I can't remember specifically.
3: I feel like it wasn't that far off from when it actually came out. Like, I mean, I rented it. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't see it in theaters or anything, because this came out in like 2000, so yeah. I was like just getting into like middle school, high school? High school. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I saw it, like, not too long after it came out. Like, rented it, or my parents rented it or something.
2: Yeah, same. Same for me. Um, <clears throat> Did not go to the theater for this one. I was super busy in year 2000. But I remember watching it on, like, HBO or one of those premium channels that had it. And But I was super excited. I was so, so, so excited for this one because... Not because of the premise or the storyline, but because of our cast. I love me some bacon. I love me some Greg Grunberg. I love me some um, Joey Schlotnik. So I was super, super excited for this movie simply because I knew who was in it. So I was ready to see it. By the time it came out, I was set. Yeah.
3: Okay, it was middle school. I was, like, middle school at this age, Um. so... I didn't have, like, a super, I mean, I loved my Bacon already, because, like, <laughs> I'd already seen him, um, but, like, I love this cast so much now, you know what I mean? Like, looking at it now, I'm like, oh, shit, that's right, Joss Brolin was in this. Yep. Shit, oh, that's Emily Shue, or um, Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Yeah, it's a crazy cast.
2: It's a great cast. Uh, William Devane, my God. Yeah. I love that, man. Uh, who else we got here? <clears throat> Kim Dickens. Oh, yeah. She's, she's mm-hmm. pretty great. And, yeah, so I was so excited about this movie because I knew who was in it and I was ready for it.
3: Yeah, and, you know, <clears throat> I've always kind of been a fan of, like, uh, the Invisible Man story. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a kind of a take on that for sure. So mm-hmm. I liked that. I like when they do, like, a take on a classic kind of monster mm-hmm. classic kind of horror story. Mm-hmm. Have you seen part two? I have not seen part two, no. Uh-oh. Don't. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, there. I kind of remember that there was a part two, and I
2: don't know that it needs to be seen. I haven't seen it, but I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> I very rarely say this about any movie, because I'm no, usually not sorry I spent two hours of my life on a movie. Yeah. I was sorry I spent however long it was, hour and a half, two hours, I forgot, on this movie. In fact, I kept looking at the clock, wanting it to be over already, but I'd already committed. <laughs>
3: I've, I've been there, dude. I just watched the new Jurassic Park, and that thing was like three hours long, and it was like the biggest pile of dino dung I have ever seen, <laughs> and I'm a huge fan. I digress, though. I could speak for hours on it. It was actually pretty entertaining, because I haven't seen something that bad in a long time, so, but it was three hours, man. Three hours.
2: Three hours of awful. Oh, that's torture. I I know.
3: The only saving grace was that I got to see beautiful Sam Neill, but oh, there is that.
2: Yeah, there is that. <laughs> yeah, I um, at least Hollow Man Part Two was not too terribly long. It was average length for a movie, but I was so disappointed. I thought at least it would be somewhat bad, instead of just completely bad for me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I don't normally say don't even try to watch a movie. I'll normally say watch it. And and have fun, but this is one of the ones where I'm like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you could skip
3: this one; it'd be fine,
2: (laughs) right? Just leave it with, you know, part one. Have you seen the remake of it? No, I haven't. I didn't even know there was a remake. They called it something else, but they also called it a remake. Like everyone was calling it a remake, and that it came out right before COVID happened, like right before, like really. Mm Mm-hmm. Anybody and. a lot of people I know saw it and really liked it. I haven't got to see it yet. Okay, huh. I believe they I just have called no idea. it Invisible Man.
3: Oh, okay. I kind of think I remember that. Okay, right. I haven't seen it
2: though. Yeah, Tori saw it. She liked it. Um, Henry saw it and he enjoyed it, but I haven't got to see it yet. So,
1: yeah, you should definitely give that
2: one a chance. From what mm-hmm. I have heard, yeah, I heard that one was good. Yeah. Okay, guys, so, for those of you who have not seen Hollow Man from, what, 2000? Yes. Here's the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one.
3: Yes, many spoilers ahead.
2: A team of scientists discover the secret to invisibility. Ooh, It's a lot more interesting than it sounds, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Directed by Paul Verhoeven. He did. Starship tro- Starship Troopers. I can't speak, guys. <gasps> apparently, oh, I love uh-huh. Starship Troopers. Awesome. Hey, Jesse. showgirls. <laughs> He's giving I, the thumbs up.
0: I am well aware of both of those movies.
2: <laughs> Basic Instinct. I liked a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That was like a gateway horror for me. Like. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. When my parents like were like, you can't watch all these horrible, awful slashers with all these decapitations. I was able to to sneak that one in. And,
0: and nice. let's not and let's not forget one of my all time favorite um action movies from the eighties, Robocop. So
2: yeah. Oh hey, okay. Wow. Total recall. Oh wow.
0: And, and Total Re- I totally forgot about Total Recall, yeah. I was I'm like I, come was on, seriously, Jesse. I was a Paul Verhoeven like kid. Like I watched like all of those movies when I was like the prime age. I was like, you know, thirteen, fourteen years old. So I was like the perfect oh, yeah. impressionable age for right. those movies.
2: Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see here written by Gary Scott Thompson. He wrote the story and he also wrote the Fast and the Furious movies and the Las Vegas TV show, Uh, the screenplay. Andrew Marlowe, he did Air Force One. Okay. We have, we have a good solid team behind this. I already talked about some of our cast. We'll talk about that more later. So let's jump right on in with our favorite kill. You came back just in time, it looks like she's about to get it. Want some popcorn? <laughs> oh, I had a hard time deciding. I did. I I found I several I liked. What about you?
3: Okay, well, so it's, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, the first half, like, I don't know if it's fair to say half, but maybe the first half of the movie, it's, like, mostly, like, animal deaths. Like, there's a couple. There's, like, the rat and, like, a couple things. And then you kind of get most of your kills towards the end, you know, where all the action's kind of for shambling. Um, i doing. I had two that I was kind of stuck between, but I kind of knew the minute that I saw the one that that was my pick. So what yeah, you got? Yeah, I kind of knew. Um, so I have to give it to Sarah. That's our veterinarian. Uh-huh. Um, I like it because, you know, there's all the blood on the floor, you know, that's been spilled out. Yeah. He's like... He, his form is, like, in blood and, like, his hair is all, like, bloody and stuff, and you can mm-hmm. kind of see his form in the blood and I thought it looked really cool. And uh, he basically, like, gets the tranquilizer thing and, like, gets her right in the chest and then he takes her head and just, like, twists it. Um, So it's, like, a, like a one-two punch kind of kill, and I like those. And, again, I just like how bloody it is. Probably, like, the bloodiest kind of <laughs>
1: scene.
2: Right, because there's blood everywhere. Not just hers, but there's just blood. Yeah, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. that was on my list for sure. I had four on my list okay. so I'm gonna go with my winner right now. My winner is Carter. Okay
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: I just love the whole effect it's in my opinion it's one of the best CGI effects in the movie of him getting pulled up and invisibly choked and then thrown against the pipe and he's all cut and bleeding and gross and stuff and it's also really drawn out. Cause he's basically slowly dying which
1: yeah.
2: is sad but you know i just really loved how that one played out and um yeah it's just great it's great
3: yeah the actor looks so much like my friend seb like um Aww. david and my friend Seb, because like we're sitting there watching it and then david's like seb Seb's in the background of that surgery <laughs> or that like you know that procedure and i'm look and i'm like oh my god it's seb like so anyway that guy looks like our friend seb like so much even his mannerisms
2: i was like no. we've talked about that after before how okay yeah yeah i recognized him for yeah sure. so i can't yeah. wait we'll, we'll jump into that in acting of course but um, oh yeah but he totally yeah. looks like our friend where we're like that's amazing seb. that's so fun yeah. <laughs> all right so that's my winner what's your runner up um, so I
3: you know, I'm gonna give it to you, um, you know, our hollow man, like Kevin Bacon, because it's like a it's like a really crazy kill because, you know, it's one of those like, oh, he's dead, and then it's like, he ain't dead. Oh, God, there's just like an elevator shaft climbing and there's like <laughs> fire, there's a fiery inferno, you know? So it's like a million things happening. and you know, then he finally like falls down into the fiery inferno and he's like,
1: ah,
2: like screaming, so it's pretty awesome, <laughs> right. I like that too because because he is invisible <clears throat> the appearance of being superhuman but you're reminded then that that he is not. And he exactly. can die like everyone else, right? Yes. Yes. All righty. So my runner up is going to go towards um well actually honestly my runner up is going to be the bacon man because yeah. for all the reasons you just said and basically, you know, that's what the whole last half of the movie revolves around is, is stopping this guy. So it's a good climax and, and we get our payoff. But the other one that I really, really, really loved is Howard Kramer in the pool. And that is the invisible man effect in the pool. Really, really made me happy. Yeah, that one was really good, too. And that's one of
1: our,
3: like, really, I feel like that's our first really up-close-and-personal, like, kill in it mm-hmm. with um with our Hollow Man, with Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And um I gotta say, like, I'm, of course, we're not usually CGI gals. We'll get into this later. But, like, I gotta say, like, for CGI, like, yeah. the effects in this were really good. And yeah. that was, like, especially for the time. I mean, I think it was actually up for, like, an Oscar or something mm-hmm. for special effects. Um, But that scene in particular looked... Really, really good.
2: Yeah. I'm half and half on the effects on this one, actually. The CGI effects. Mm -hmm. Because there are many times, as we all know, you know what? We'll talk about it in effects. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll save that. Okay. No. But the invisible man in the pool, the water thing. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. It looked good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can I just give an honorable mention to that opening and that poor little rat getting crushed? I know. I know. Shad. Shad, little baby rat. Definitely.
1: But I thought
2: that that effect was also very, very cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fashion moment. So many looks. <laughs> yeah, looks.
1: Looks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have too many looks on this one. I had a
3: few. Um, not as much as some movies, for sure, for obvious reasons. It's not
2: super fashiony. Fashiony. But I have right. a couple. Right. Okay, so my winner is going to go towards Dr. Kane in the moment when they are leaving the meeting. And he's wearing this fantastic purple shirt, a magenta tie, and like a great suit jacket. And I love those color combos. Loved it. So handsome. I mean, the suit was very 2000s. The suit was very, very dated, of course. But I just I love those colors all together, so I was
1: very happy.
3: Yeah, I love those colors too, and it fit really. If the suit fit was really beautiful on him, I noted that too. Didn't make it to my final, you know, picks, but um, I loved that look. Loved those colors together as well, and I love like a really well fitted suit on a guy. Yeah, for sure. Okay, but um, my I have three that I jotted down. Um, my favorite is definitely. Um, Sarah's little cropped lavender sweater um or cardi you know um it has the buttons it's the the one that he opens up all pervy you know when he's invisible but it's really really cute it's just like a cropped little lavender cardi love that um I also really liked um our main girl Elizabeth Shu Linda I think is her name Um, when she's wearing that shiny silver dress, Mm it's really pretty on her. Um, and she has like this really sexy walk when she's like walking over to him in it. And then I called it his uh, kind of douchey leather duster that he wears in the beginning where I'm like, okay, this leather duster definitely establishes him as kind of an egomaniac, Uh a little bit of a dick for sure. (laughs) Right (laughs) off the bat, right off the bat. Between that and the car. Yeah, I know. And (laughs) then the song he's singing in the car, but the leather duster
2: definitely gives it away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so good.
2: Can I just have, throw out this honorable mention to um, Carter's headphones?
1: Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh
2: By the way, I still wear that kind of headphone because I can't do the earbuds; they hurt my ears. So I still got that the the little baby over the ear headphone, not the big guys, but the little ones. (laughs) They have the big guys. Yeah. My, mm, this sounds really weird. My head's too small for the big guys, and every time I move my head, they like slide off my head.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I have yeah. a pair of the big ones at work because everybody can borrow them if they need to, yeah. and then they
2: like cancel out all the sound. So yeah, I like those. Yeah, I got I got some little guys that look like they came directly out of like 1999, Aww. and I love them. And they have cords. <laughs> I'm telling you.
1: Nice. Um,
2: Yeah, so they're like my signature headphones, and honestly, some of the attorneys I work for, they need to use headphones for part of their job, and sometimes they forget them, so they always come running to me, Summer, can I borrow your headphones? (laughs) Yep, everybody runs to me for headphones, too, at work. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Everyone makes fun of the 90s headphones until they need them. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Right, so, yeah, honorable mention to Carter's headphones. (laughs) Nice. That almost made it in my prop list because I, I, I do have like a collection of Walkman related props in movies we have done. I know Intruder was one. I wanted the Walkman.
3: Oh, <laughs> I love Intruder.
2: Oh, <laughs> so like your bucket of guts props, I would just have like a row of headphones. Walkmans. I had fun school. Right. <laughs> right. Alrighty,
3: best hair.
2: How's my hair? <laughs> Hurricane proof. Hey it's all about the hair. Ooh ooh ooh, can I go? Yeah, okay. so my winner goes to Josh Roland's hot Guy Poof.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it was good. In, in some moments it's more poofy than others, but it definitely. was definitely mm-hmm. it was good, right. Um honorable mention to uh, I called it party hair, which is Elizabeth's party hair. It had the perfect amount of wave. it was beautiful. It went with the dress. it was great. Yeah.
3: Um, Oh my god. So like her hair throughout the whole movie I loved, loved, loved. Like it's shorter than I would ever wear. It's a little shorter than I would wear. It's um, definitely curlier than I could ever do but it's so nice on her. Love it on her. But uh, my favorite hair is especially at the end like when she's been fighting and things are crazy so her hair is kind of crazy and I just love it. Um, Honorable mention to you um, Kevin Bacon's kind of floppy like (laughs) You know Douchebag Haircut I guess I don't know what it is It's kind of fluffy (laughs) And I like it
2: Oh yes I I, He was on the list too I liked it Yeah Yeah Yeah. You know what also I've always thought this Especially when Kevin Bacon was younger But my little brother Looks like him They have Uh the same Features And including the same Like turned up nose Okay Yeah You know So Uh whenever I see Bacon, I think of Colt. And the older Colt gets, the more he's turning into Kevin Bacon. And that's not a bad thing. No, uh -uh. He even has like the same brown straight hair, too. Oh, cute. Yeah, so that's not a bad thing. But the older he gets, I first saw it when I was watching Friday the 13th, because Kevin Bacon is super young.
1: And my brother is,
2: I don't know, how old is he now? 27, something like that? Okay. Please don't Mm -hmm. make me do math so <laughs> right so but yeah so every time i see kevin bacon i think of my baby brother oh <laughs> yeah okay crop we would like to own
1: i brought something out from my tree where did you get that
2: I didn't have very many on this one did you
3: i had two things that i really wanted but um yeah that's this one i, I kind of like two, panic two, wrote two. things down throughout the whole movie
2: Same. I did have one. I had one that I really liked. Um, Again, I was going to put the headphones on, but I decided not to because I wanted that to be a fashion. But I really love, you know, this one for me, it's all about Carter. It really is. I want his head cast. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I would love to have Greg Gunberg's head, decapitated head, on my wall, along with the rest of the decapitated heads I've picked out from all the other movies we've done. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> put the headphone under like which corresponding headphone belongs to which head
3: exactly there you go you gotta have the set <laughs> I do collect them all Yeah. exactly um, my favorite thing for sure that I really want the most is um, Sebastian Man's like mask um, mm. I would just like hang it up somewhere I guess like throw it on occasionally <laughs> you know <laughs> Just like party favor, whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> got to get myself fancy for something or whatever. Um, but I love it. Like, it's that's re- like your pretty woman face. Exactly. That's probably why I picked it because it it's like totally I love it because it's like really creepy looking. It's definitely like off. You know, if you were to see somebody walking down the street like that, it'd be like, uh, like, I don't want to make a face because maybe like he was horribly burned or something. I don't know. But like, it would be intense to see Kevin Bacon walking down the street with that. Because mm-hmm. there's like the big holes. Anyway, I would love that. It's really awesome. Agreed. Good. Yeah. Good. good. What did you have for your runner-up? Um, I'd love a pair of like the glasses, like the big silly goggles yeah. that they wear to see like the see the invisible people, the heat, like like the thermal yeah. glasses or
2: whatever. I'd love a pair of those. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, I have a runner-up. My runner-up, again, going back to Carter and his accessories. My God. <laughs> I want a <his> yo-yo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, again, I was panic writing props, but I thought those would be fun display pieces, and you could create stories behind them. Totally, yeah. And if no one's seen the movie, they'll believe it. And if they have seen the movie, they'll be like, hey, that sounds a lot like this movie I saw 20 years ago, so Cut I'm bacon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you could continue, yeah, that really happened. You didn't know?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <It's> crazy. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. It is time for Epic Lines. But before we do Epic Lines, it's time for an ad break.
0: Now there's about 20 of them out there.
1: What will we do?
0: Don't worry, we're safe in here. They'll never get in.
1: Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable?
0: I know, it's like, hello, the walkers are totally gonna get in.
1: You better get ready for it. No!
0: Diane, get behind me! No, it's not stopping! Do something, Jack!
1: In another thing. How come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story?
0: Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim Aim for for the the head! head. What?
3: Aim Aim for for the the head. head! You heard them. Aim for the head!
0: Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades.
1: I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it.
0: Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook.
2: And now for Epic Lines. Boy,
1: the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit. 'Cause it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone.
2: Oh yes. So many lines for me in this one. I I've always thought this movie is super quotable. So yeah. What did you have?
3: Um, well I went with three. It is pretty quotable. Um okay, so I'll just start with my Okay, so my third one. Um I just thought it was funny because okay, like kevin bacon just like drops trowel you know when you get like full kevin bacon butt and i just had a little like um and i made like a little noise when it happened so i had to note and like again it just like speaks to how like full of himself he is and like yes. anyway he's like ladies please this is science ladies
0: please this is science
3: It's like, I see you. No, that was just gratuitous Kevin Bacon butt, and I'm okay with it. So it had to be done um, in this movie. (laughs) Um, So I thought that was kind of fun. And then um, my next one is, they are starting to have a discussion about, like, you know, uh, what would a human or what would Sebastian do if he was actually invisible? Like, what would that enable somebody to do, empower somebody to do? Mm
1: -hmm. And somebody
3: says, well, there's human nature, and there's Sebastian's nature. Yeah.
1: Oh, the question is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't be seen? you ask me, the whole thing gives me the creeps. I can't even take a piss without wearing my thermals.
0: Like anyone wants to see that. How do I know? Are you asking us what we would do or what we think Sebastian would do? What's the difference?
1: There's human nature, and then there's Sebastian's nature. It's always joking that he's God.
3: Yeah, because it gives you a really good, first of all, it's that like ethical quandary that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, just reaffirmation that like everybody's starting to feel a little nervous about Sebastian and like what he will actually do with this newfound ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite one, I just think it's really, really fun. I It made me laugh. Um, I listened to it like twice in a row and it made me laugh both <laughs> times. And uh, so Sebastian says, you know, how come when you say, yes, sir, it sounds like, fuck you, and Sarah says, practice?
1: How can you morally justify injecting Isabel with the serum before you've even tested it?
0: Because it'll save time.
1: Fine, then you can mop up afterwards.
0: You think I'm trying to kill Isabel with a new protocol?
3: Kill? More like liquefy. <laughs> That's prepped.
0: Well, your objections are duly noted and summarily overruled. Yes, sir. How come when you say yes, sir, it kind of sounds like fuck
1: you? Practice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have used that in my life, by the way.
3: Yeah, it's so sassy and, like, perfect. I love it so much.
2: I do love it. It's so good. That was one of my favorite lines ever. It's one of my favorite memes I've made, too. Awesome. So, yeah, it's a good one. I'm glad you mentioned that one because that was one of mine, so now I can
3: move on to other ones.
2: Right. Excellent choices, by the way. Thank you. Okay, so my number three, second runner-up. It's going to be between Sebastian and Carter. Tensions are heating up. They can't get him back to visibility state. And he's just getting frustrated that he's being experimented on over and over and over again. And he says, Carter, next time you do inventory, give me an exercise wheel. And he's like, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> Where the hell have you been? I told Carter. I was getting a little stir-crazy. I went to my apartment to pick up some stuff.
1: Bullshit. I went to your apartment. I know you did a hell of a lot more than pick up some stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about. You of all people, how could you? And what exactly did you see in my apartment? I saw your face,
3: your
0: clothes. Sebastian, in public. Why did you have to go out in public? <laughs> I'm still Project Leader. It's my decision
1: to make. You're right. It's your decision, but if you leave the compound again, I swear I'll go straight to the committee.
0: So that's it, huh? I'm officially a fucking lab rat. You volunteered for this? You knew there could be consequences. Carter, yeah. next time you do inventory, yeah? get me an exercise wheel. Oh.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I just, I love the scene for things that you can't just hear, their facial expressions, and Carter's expression after he says, yeah, sure, and he's like, oh, wait, he was being sarcastic, and I just told him, I'd get him an exercise wheel, oops.
3: I know, and again, that guy looks so much like Seb. um Like, Seb's awesome, and he works at, like, my dispensary, and he's, like,
2: the greatest, um but it's totally, like, how Seb would react to, I feel like. <laughs> oh, I love it. So shout, shout out to, to like, Seb. His, his looks is, Carter's mannerisms, the whole thing is Zeb. Is yes, love it. <laughs> I love that. That's so fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. First runner-up, thought number two. It's going to be, again, I love these characters. The characters of, also can't remember names, <clears throat> Frank and Janice. Okay. Mm-hmm. These guys together are great. They make me laugh, it's awesome. So my next two lines are between them, actually. So the first one is going to be when they're entering their compound office, whatever you want to call their little quarters. And she's describing you know, her date from the night before. And what was the clientele like?
1: Oh, check this out. This guy comes up to me and he says, I like my women like I like my coffee
2: you believe people still use that line? Maybe he meant cold and bitter. Oh, very funny. <laughs> so good. Maybe it wasn't a date. I missed that part. But anyway, that's the point. <laughs> so good. I've heard, yeah. I've heard that line before, and it makes me like laugh and roll my eyes every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. And I think cold and bitter. <laughs> my winner is also between them, and it is when they're getting ready to turn Sebastian invisible and wondering if he's going to die or not
1: are we ready up in heaven ready
2: mary's rolling
1: i just hope we're not making a snuff film
0: rolling if it is a snuff film i got dibs on his Porsche Janice how can you say that sorry
1: Porsche's mine
2: <laughs> <laughs> again i love those two they're together cute. yeah we they're very cute chemistry and the characters are great after oh, Just love them. Love them. So, yeah, those are my favorite lines. And I had so many others that I just loved. But, you know, can't pick them all.
3: Yeah, this was definitely quotable. It had some nice little quippy, like, short kind of lines, too. Like, quotes in the beginning. Especially Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon's characters.
2: Mm -hmm. Some really good sassy stuff all Mm -hmm. around. Oh, I loved... um, There were some that I just loved. Especially in the beginning where he's like, I am a goddamn genius. And yeah. Also, and also, when he's like, Da Vinci never slept, said it was a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote both of those down in my original notes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is so cute. All right. Acting.
1: I know every face in here. I've got a respect for the unknown actor.
2: Again, great cast. We love this cast. Okay. Let's start off with our leading lady, our final girl, our heroine, Elizabeth Shue. What are your favorite Elizabeth Shue things?
3: Gosh, she's been in a lot. You know, honestly, I probably, I, I think of her in like Leaving Las Vegas, Adventures in Babysitting, um, Piranha 3D. <laughs> yes, ma'am.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Those were like the top, top ones that I wrote down. I, noted, I know her in some other things as well.
2: Yeah. So can we just mention the fact while we're talking about her that I made a note on this and I didn't put it in the right section. Hold on. Okay. So there's that moment when she and Sebastian are talking about their past relationship and and he's like, do you ever wish you could turn back the clock and try again? And she goes, I'd say that kind of time travel doesn't exist. And she started back to the future two and three. (laughs) Mm -hmm, She did. So there was that. I love Firstborn. Have you seen that? No, I've been meaning to. I've passed by it several times, and I've always thought it looked cool, um, but I haven't seen it yet. That was one of those blind buys that I bought at Blockbuster or whatever when I had to pick five movies to get two free, and I couldn't find all five, so I just picked something in the horror genre, and it was really decent. Cool. Yeah, it looks Mm kind of cool. Also... Karate Kid,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and House at the End of the Street. Did you watch that one? No, this one came up uh, in a recent episode. I haven't seen that one yet. Right. Okay. Sebastian Kane, played by Kevin Bacon, the Bacon Man. We all know everyone of the, that listens to the show knows I Love Me Some Following, and mm-hmm. I that's Probably my most favorite Kevin Bacon role ever is the following. Oh, I mean, I still haven't seen it. Um, I mean,
3: man, there's multiple ones that popped to mind right away. You know, I loved Tremors, like always loved Tremors, of course. And, you know, of course, Friday the 13th, we definitely know him from that. Wild Things. Um, Actually, it blew my mind because I loved Balto as a kid. I had no idea the voice of Balto was Kevin Bacon until like this this podcast, when I was doing my homework. And it blew my mind, where I was like, that was Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon was that sled dog? I had no idea. He <laughs> was a wolf hybrid, and he had to bring the penicillin, you know, across Alaska or wherever he was. I had no idea that it was Kevin Bacon, but it is.
2: <laughs> I love Flatliners. Oh, yeah.
3: You know, he's also um he's also going to be in the new Toxic Avenger movie.
2: I did not know that. Okay. Very yeah. cool.
3: I don't know who he's going to be yet, right. but he's going to be in the new Toxic Avenger remake, which actually stars Peter Dinklage
2: as the Toxic Avenger. All right. Which is interesting. So right. That's going to be a... Kevin's going to be involved with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stir of Echoes. Have you seen that? Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Mm-mm. Jesse gives his seal of approval for Stir of Echoes. It's so good. And Such also, like, a good like, movie. So good. Flatliners and Stir of Echoes are both Chicago movies. Nice, cool, yeah. super creepy, really good stuff. And of course, I mean, our singing and dancing selves have to mention Footloose. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but again, his catalog is extensive. You can't pick just one thing for him. So yeah,
3: I mean, there's more stuff that I know him in for sure. But those right. are just some. Those are just some hits
2: for sure. Right. righty. Matthew Kensington, played by Josh Brolin. I have a Josh Brolin story. Can I tell you my Josh Brolin story? Yeah, please do. So around year 2010-ish, my friend came in from out of town. He's one of my swing dancer friends. So, of course, we spent the whole weekend going to various blues clubs, dances, and just danced the whole weekend away, which is my ideal weekend honestly and we were at the green mill and in walks josh brolin with his then wife diane lane oh my gosh (laughs) yep and might i say so much more handsome in person he's a very handsome man right very very handsome man in person and my friend danced with diane lane for like two dances Oh my God, that's so fucking cool. I took pictures. They're somewhere. Again, this was 2010. I had a Razor phone, but I did have my actual camera with me because that's what I did. You oh know. yeah, I always it, have my digital camera with me. I'd put right. it
3: in my, or whatever. I'd always bring it with me. Yeah. Right,
2: right. Exactly. Because you never know when that kind of moment is going to happen. And it was really, really fun. So anyway, that's my Josh and Diane story um yeah <laughs> oh, how awesome yeah he was very he was very nice um he was very very polite he was very nice to, to everyone who Aww. was staring at him you know they weren't staring right. at her but they were all staring at him she looked different he looked like him but she looked she looked different than okay she in the movies mm-hmm. um but yeah so it was really really fun um what are your favorite Josh Brolin
1: roles?
3: Oh, he's awesome! But I really like No Country for Old Men. Um, he's great in that. True Great is good. Um, Goonies, of course. <laughs> Dead Girl. I really liked oh. that one too. Um, I also really liked him in, Her- in Inherent Vice, which is a new one. I don't know that one. I know mm-hmm. the name. Never seen it.
2: Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is the lead. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, Mimic. Oh, mm hmm. American Gangster. Yeah. And Wall Street Part Two. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the best movie, but he was great in it, of course, right? For sure. Yep. Okay. Kim Dickens plays our girl Sarah. I love Sarah. Oh, Sarah's great. Right. I haven't seen a lot of her, though. I've seen her in a few things. What about you?
3: Okay, she's one of those people where I totally thought I had seen her in more things than I did. Like, I feel like she reminds me a lot of another actress. I can't quite pin down who. Um, But, you know, I really liked her in Thank You for Not Smoking. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. Um, That's one that I noted for her. And I think she had a little arc, like a seven-episode arc in um, Sons of Anarchy, which I watched for a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I liked Gone Girl,
2: and she's in that. All right, all right. Um, haven't seen those. Okay. She was, and I, I, this is something else I have not seen, but I know it's really popular. And Clark gave me shit for not mentioning it once um, when someone was in something so iconic, and that was Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she was in The Gift, which was pretty decent. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, that one is good. I actually want to rewatch that because it's yeah, been a while and right? I just watched somebody like review it or something. And I was like, that was a cool movie. And need was. to see that again. It
2: was. Uh, Red. Oh, mm-hmm. fun one. Fun, fun, fun. And we have a, a little like universes crossing over. She was in the remake of Footloose.
3: I saw that. Yeah. I, I didn't see it. the remake of Footloose, but I saw it on her list.
2: You know, it was not terrible. It was okay. Yeah, it just didn't really call to me, so. Yeah. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. It certainly was not the best remake I've ever seen, but it wasn't bad. It was way better than Hollow Man Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joey Schlotnik plays Frank, Frank Chase. Love this guy. Love this guy.
3: Yeah, he's great. He's really fun. Any Anything he pops up in is,
2: like, great. Yeah, I love, of course, Blast from the Past, his character, and that's hilarious, right? Yeah, I love that movie. He was in Twister. I love Twister so much. (laughs) Entourage. We all know I went on a big Entourage binge a couple of years ago, revisited the whole show. Then a movie that also co-starred Greg Grunberg, which was Dinner and Driving. He was, Joey was the lead in that one. Haven't seen that. Right. It's good. It's fun. Um. It kind of, it has fun moments, but it really is kind of a, a downer drama, but it does have its moments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite, of course, my little 90210 and heart has to mention his one little episode he had uh, in 90210, I think it was season five-ish, and he played a character called Tuck. Mm-hmm. And the... The episode was like a reality. They were making like a reality show, basically. Okay. <laughs> and it was really funny. Anyway, he was great. And that, of course, he's so much fun. And along with every other thing he has ever popped up in. Yeah.
3: He's also an Idle hands, Hands, um, which mm-hmm. I think is really fun. And um, he was in this movie called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, it's kind of like a drama comedy, not a horror. But Ben Stiller is the lead, and it's really good. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There
2: you go. Alrighty. Uh, Janice Walton, played by Mary Randall. Now, just like you had with Kim Dickens, she is one I thought I had seen a gazillion times, and I have seen her once. I I haven't seen her. Right. She only has nine credits, and I'm really wondering where her life took her after acting. But I love her. I'm sad she wasn't in more things. The one thing I saw her in was Providence, which is a show I watched a lot. But, yeah, only nine credits, and I really wish she'd done more.
3: Yeah, I definitely didn't. Yeah, I was surprised, too. I was like, oh, she really wasn't in that much. Nope, nope.
2: Our final member of the team, Greg Grunberg, playing Carter. (sighs) And your your friend's doppelganger. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about him in our Tales of Halloween episode. We sure did. Yes, we did. Where? Which was funny because in that episode he was playing the same character he played in Big Ass Spider, which I also love. Have you seen that one yet? I haven't. Mm-mm. God, it's a fun one. You should watch it. It's great. But let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning. I have kind of he's been on my radar since he did the trauma movie called uh, Witchcraft Part Five. I think it was Part Five. I've not seen that. They've made like 30 of them. So he was the early one. He played um like a bartender. But yeah, he was also snarky in that. So that's why I, I liked him. Continuing on, I then watched him in Baywatch, Ned and Stacy. Oh, uh, <laughs> this movie. You got to see this movie. You're going to laugh so hard, especially since you love Frankenhooker. It's called Frankenstein, the college years. <laughs> How fun. It is so much fun. Of course, Star Wars, Star Trek, everyone knows Felicity and Heroes. Uh, One more thing I adored, it was a hilarious comedy with an all-star cast called Group Sex. It sounds like a porn. It's not. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there you go. There you go. Um, What about you? Anything else that I missed for you? Um, let me see. You know,
3: I thought it was funny. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. And like, he plays, but like, he plays shirtless fan T in Austin Powers Gold Member. Yes. Um, and I love Austin Powers, like, all of them, honestly. So I was <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. He was like a shirtless guy in Austin Powers Gold <laughs> Member. So that's nice, too. That was the
2: only other thing I noted. Oh, yeah. So many commercials, too. Like, he was always pop up in those old commercials from back in the 90s, so Uh, early 90s, yeah. Um, William Devane played Dr. Kramer. So I loved William Devane, especially in this television show I used to watch. It was a sitcom called Phenom about a tennis player. Very short-lived, but still love it very much. I wish that it was streaming somewhere. Let's see here. Also, uh, there's this TV movie called Virus. It was pretty good. That was 1995-ish.
1: Okay.
2: And early edition. He played Kyle Chandler's dad. And, of course, we love us some early edition because of our man Billy Worley. Mm -hmm. Right. He was also in Space Cowboys, which Billy was also in. Yeah. (laughs) Which is fun. They didn't have any scenes together, of course. But there was that. So, and a million other things. What about you?
3: I put down Space Cowboys, you know, and then some of his newer stuff, Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight, the Batman movie, and um, Interstellar, and uh, you know, he's in an episode of King of the Hill, and I love King of the Hill. I've seen that show probably like ten times or something. It was like one of my go-to kind of put it on in the background shows. So a uh, little, little, uh, little nod to
2: that too. Right. Did you know he also not only starred in but wrote Knots Landing? Oh, okay. Right. Don't write all the episodes, obviously, but he wrote some episodes of that as well as being in it. So that's always fun. His wife, Margot Ross, the woman who plays his wife, rather. I remember her from the 80s and 90s, man. She did Freddy's Nightmares in Mm -hmm. uh, an episode about an artist. She did 48 Hours. She did Models, Inc. She did 90210. She did Jack's Place. I watched all these shows religiously. And let's see here. Oh, I watched this. uh, We call them lifetime movies. But back in the day, of course, they were like NBC, CBS, ABC movies. It's a Betty Broderick story about this woman who basically like killed her husband and his new wife. (laughs) That one was nuts, by the way. (laughs) She was in that as well. Anything for you for her?
3: Um, You know, I didn't super recognize her. She's been in a lot of
2: shows that I, I'm familiar with. But, yeah, I, I don't super recognize her from anything. Right. We're getting towards our smaller cast members now. I just have a couple more notes. So, the person who played the wino is Jimmy Skaggs. And the only reason I mention him... Because he was Neil Gallagher in Puppet Master. And I love that. I love that character. I love that movie, of course. The Dolls of Horror Puppet Master was one of the movies it was named for, along with some other doll movies. But that one is one of my favorites. So there's that. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. He was also in Oblivion, which, in Oblivion Part 2, which starred Andrew Devoff. That was a full moon movie. Um... He did two episodes of Diagnosis Murder as well, so there was that. There we go. And basically, a whole lot, a whole lot of other shows, a whole lot of other movies. Um, ER, Pink Cadillac with Bernadette Peters, just so many movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then last but not least, Tom Woodruff plays Isabel the Gorilla. Mm-hmm. And I'm mentioning him because he's basically a professional monster and effects guy. So he played, you know, the alien. He was in Jumanji. He was he played a monster in Tales from the Crypt in the Harry Anderson episode. He was in Tremors. He was the Pumpkinhead and Pumpkinhead.
3: That's awesome. That's yeah. so badass. I love like I love people who play like monsters and creatures, like Doug Jones. You know, right. where where it's very like physical acting. I think it's super cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. So I mentioned him because.
2: You know, obviously, he's part of our effects team, and he's a professional monster, so... Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. 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 All right. That's all I have for cast. Got anything That's else all you I want have? to add? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cinematography. I've, I've
0: never seen anything like this before in my life.
2: Our cinematographer also worked on a lot of things that the, this director has worked on, including Robocop, Total Recall, Showgirls, and Starship Troopers. He also did The NeverEnding Story... And he did the Tales from the Crypt episode with William Hickey. So I like his work.
3: Awesome. He's got some good ones, yeah. yes.
2: Just volcano. Um what did you think of our cinematography in this one? You know, um like I think the cinematography
3: was good in this. Um, you know, it had this kind of like early two thousands glossy kind of look yeah. to it. Um, I will say that it was exposed really well. So, you know, it's never too dark to see what's going on. Um, sometimes movies are way too underexposed today and you can't see anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I like the Kevin Bacon POVs when he's the invisible man, hollow man. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, honestly, this one, like it didn't have like, like really like cinematic moments that like stuck out to me per se. Um, I didn't have as many notes on cinematography as I do on some other movies, um, I don't think the cinematography was necessarily as big of a part as it is in some other movies um but overall it was like well done well composed mm-hmm. and like again like the POVs but not not super late like, um cinematography like oriented
2: it's true I do like the POVs I also really enjoyed the cinematography in our final fight scene in that elevator shaft which is pretty great and probably challenging mm-hmm. to shoot I love sure. it
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah all right, effects. It doesn't matter what happened. What
3: matters
0: is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty.
2: There were 463 people listed collectively in effects. Wow. I mean, yeah.
3: it's it, it's really interesting. I brought up the CGI thing in the beginning. I'm not a CGI person. No. I read that this was actually up for, I think it was the Oscar for special mm-hmm. effects this year. It lost um, it lost out to Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like weird because, you know, I'm watching it and then like knowing that it was like up for like the biggest <laughs> award you could get for special <laughs> effects. I'm like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it, watching it now mm-hmm. in 2022, it's kind of like. you like,
1: oh, def- really?
3: Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I can see my Gladiator one. Um, yeah. It's like, no, that's definitely a CGI. That's definitely not fooling me. I know that's CGI. But given that, considering that it was made in 2000, considering right. that and considering the huge amount of people who worked with it, um, I, I, I bet, you know, and I can't remember specifically how I felt about the effects at the time, you know, um, but it must have been pretty like stunning at the time. Right.
2: However, yes. um, however, comma.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like I said, the CGI is good, you know, for what it is, but I would have so preferred if there wasn't so much CGI. There were a few things that I thought were cool. You know, the water scene was really great. Um, some of the scenes where he's like, you know, you can see his form because he's drenched in something like the blood in particular. I liked that. I thought that looked cool, but yeah, I'm definitely more of a practical effects girl.
2: <laughs> I mean, same, we all know that. It's just that CGI does not age well it ever. Does not no matter how good it is at the time. It most of the time, I would say ninety six percent of the time, it just does not age well at all. Whereas practical kind of is best. I mean that's yeah. why I chose carter's kill because that looked mostly practical except for the whole you know invisibility aspect of getting strung up and everything his actual kill was was wonderful right
3: yeah and sarah's you know was, yeah. she gets stabbed in the chest with the tranquilizer and then she gets her head mm-hmm. twisted so it's exactly. like i didn't go with the super cgi ones either right exactly it was good for what it was but it cgi automatically like ages a movie
2: Yeah, it really, really does. And listeners, for those of you guys who don't know, this movie that we're talking about, we were originally going to do it about two years ago and change with Tori before Jamie came on, and it just never happened. We got busy, we did other things, so it didn't happen. So I had all these old notes. I'd already done some of my homework on it for back then. And then I watched it again and made new notes. And it was interesting to sort of compare my my views from two years ago to now. And I had the exact same notes on CGI. And that was oh so dated. <laughs>
3: yeah. And it's one of those, you know, you can tell that, like, it was, again, it was really good for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they use it a lot. Right. And I, that's the thing too. I like I'm okay with CGI when it's yeah. like used to supplement. Right. You know? But right. this one it's like I I feel like they were really like showing their, you know, their it's new true. toy. Um it's, so it's in there a lot. <laughs> it's in
2: there a lot. I mean it has to be for the concept, kinda. Of. Yeah. But I mean so some of the CGI effects we talked about that I do really like is I love the the water scene, the blood scene. Stuff like that. I kind of like the rat kill. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was cool. Right. So there are those. I like Carter getting pulled up by something invisible and you could see his his face oh, being uh-huh. pushed in by something. Like he was really being touched and lifted because his skin was moving. I enjoyed that. The CGI I did not like was his transformation. Mm-hmm. And when they're trying to bring him back and that, no, I I could totally pass on that. I didn't really care to watch it. It, it It's just whatever. And like you said, I feel bad about saying that because it was so groundbreaking for the time. Again, (laughs)
3: it was nominated for like the top award. And when I read that, I was just like, no. (laughs) This this movie? (laughs) this movie was this one because when you see him in his like (laughs) yeah when he's his cgi like half like formed you know self like when he falls into the pit of fire Uh it's so cgi where you're like that's not a man that's a
2: computer graphic (laughs) for sure i'm not not buying it yeah (laughs) yeah so again I think we can appreciate it for what it was for what it was then, but we're both practical girls and, you know, we can't get away from that. We just really like it.
3: Yeah. And um, yeah, again, I'm sure it was really, 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 really exciting when it happened. Like when it came (laughs) out, I'm sure that like when I, probably when I first watched this movie, I was like, whoa, you could see like the juice going into its veins and stuff. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, you watch it now, and you're like, Oh, uh, it's you know computer it's just,
2: stuff. <laughs> I don't think I had it's any not real. Some, I don't think I had a reaction either way when I first saw this movie. I really don't because I have vivid memories of effects from movies that stuck with me, right? When I saw it, I always have this this iconic vision of certain effects from certain movies. Yeah. I mean right? this one didn't this stick one with me all I that had this one I had general. nothing. This one the only thing that I remember clearly remember was the Carter Kill and the underwater scene. And mm-hmm. those stuck with me, but everything else it did not.
3: Yeah, I mean I like I said, um I don't a hundred percent remember my first time watching this. It didn't stick with me like other movies do mm-hmm. where I remember the first time I remember things freaking out. But I'm sure when I first watched this, I thought the effects were cool. Right. Not read- as cool as like my other, you know, eighties and nineties, right. like slashers and stuff, but I probably thought it was pretty cool at the time.
2: Right. So speaking of effects, I do have some fun facts on effects that I read and, you know, as always disclaimer read on the internet might not be true, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the uh, facts I read was besides the full bodysuit for the bacon, is He also had to wear, um, like, full contact lenses on his eyes. So you couldn't see his eyes, right? Let's see here. Okay. I don't like these. I don't know why I wrote them down. Never mind. All right. And that's all I had for fun facts on (laughs) effects. Okay. Music. (laughs) I mean... Our composer on this one, of course, is the iconic Jerry Goldsmith. Right? He did everything, everything out there. So, yeah, there was that. Um, as far as like <laughs> our our mainstream music, I just called it Millennium Rock.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of like sums it up pretty well. Yeah.
2: Any thoughts on our orchestrations or our music?
3: Um, you know, I didn't make a whole lot of notes on music. Um, you know, when I noticed it, it was like very like cinematic feeling. Yep. There were some real like kind of mad scientist-y kind mm-hmm. of vibes at the beginning, especially right? in the orchestration. And then um, I just made a note of, um kevin bacon in his car you know his little sports car singing along to this like made to fly like rock song yeah um i love when you have characters like singing along with the radio in a movie that's i i have like a soft spot for that so um i did note that and i was like this guy is such a this guy's such an ass like this is the (laughs) song he's singing along to right now Okay. okay
2: but i liked it okay yeah, And again, going back to our compositions like you said, very cinematic and this is what this composer does best
1: mm-hmm.
2: for those of you who don't know the name offhand and you should, but if you don't horror wise, he did the Omen theme he did Poltergeist he did Magic, he did Psycho Part 2 he did Gremlins, yeah. I love the Gremlins score so much it me makes too. me want to dance
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: he did Warlock The Haunting, Alien, and on and on and on and on and on. So, super heavy hitter. Big time. Big time. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, Yeah. The only note I had was Millennium Rock. Yeah. (laughs) Aging.
1: God, I look
3: 20 years old. Oh. (laughs) This
2: one reeks of early 2000s, a.k.a. 2000. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, when I got to this section of my notes, I was like, oh, dear.
3: <laughs> oh, from the computers, like, the technology itself. The phones. Um, yes. Like, oh. To the actual CGI, like we said, you know, uh-huh. the whole the whole kind of glossy look of the whole thing.
1: Yeah.
3: And again, um, I love, okay, one of my favorite things about early 2000s movies <laughs> is, like, the way that technology is like handled in the movies because it's still like we have technology but it's still like really amazing right where we're like it's still like such a groundbreaking thing in a lot of ways so it's like i love like movies where it's like you know like they have like they're making the you know protein or whatever that you put in the thing and they make sure to like really show you all the steps of what they're doing yeah. like with the science you know and because then you're like, whoa, look at this technology. They're like <laughs> making sequences of things, and oh, that's not the right sequence at all. Like the <laughs> compound isn't right or whatever. So I do appreciate that,
2: but it ages it as well. So badly.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. dear. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: and then, uh, you know, even the cast, you know, you look at the cast, and I mean, they have careers outside of that too, but just everybody together in mm-hmm. that. In that group, you're very like, okay, this is definitely like an early 2000s movie. So, yeah. Yep. There's, there's just no question.
2: It's true. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, <laughs> twist. It's too late, Kroon. I know the secret now. So, Jamie always has the best twists in her list. So, I'm wondering if she has any fun ones to share
3: actually i'm I'm gonna be very disappointing on this one. Oh. I don't because, like um, I was trying to find twist in this right. one. All I could really come up with were, you know when he basically he puts the fake thing in the video camera so it looks like he's laying there and he's not, but I was like, that's not really a twist right. um I don't really think this one is super twisty. it kind of puts not. it all
2: all out there for you yeah
3: I don't don't have any for this one
2: right okay so I I don't really I have some but I don't have some like you you're like not really right so the one thing that I first wrote was that Sebastian turns bad but then I said to myself but he was always bad I mean honestly the only reason he wasn't acting out on his badness is because he could be seen
3: Right. You get a lot of little hints that he's not, yeah, yeah. he's not really on the
2: level. He's not really a good guy. He's got some dark, Mm -hmm. darkness to him. Dark tendencies for sure. (laughs) And my other twist, I guess it's a twist. I think this could be considered a legit twist is that, hey, it actually worked and he's alive. But oops, now I can't get back. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So there's that because... If everything went according to plan, he'd be able to get back. True. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of twisty a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think on my first viewing of this, I kind of expected him to survive. I don't know why. Just the bad guy normally does survive in the end. And he didn't. So for me, that was a little twist. I'm like, oh, he actually died. They They won. They won? do people ever win in these movies? They are need a sequel. Wait, you know what? <laughs> Again, maybe that's, maybe if they'd won and come back, that would have been better.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, they still made a sequel somehow, but
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think I, I would have liked a, a better sequel if we had followed our two survivors and continued their journey on this quest. For invisibility. I think that would have been a funner sequel, in my opinion.
3: Ooh, it would have been cool to see um, Linda mm-hmm. have the same, you know, maybe she becomes the invisible oh. person, and then what yeah. would she do with that power?
2: You oh, know? I like it. I like it. Where it's it, like, she... you know,
3: they're they're really like, oh, you know, they, they have their morality when they're not the person invisible, but well they still right. have their morality
2: when they have it. Right? I would just love to, to know what would happen to these characters and, and their scientific journey after this anyway. Because even though they were technically fired, the guy that fired them is dead now. So are they still fired? I'm just wondering. True, they <laughs> no. did, did he have a chance to tell anybody before he got killed? Is, that's my question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pacing.
1: What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for?
2: You know, y'all know I don't really like a long movie and this one is standard long. But I I thought it just moved right along. I thought it was great. Yeah, for the
3: most part, I think that this one, um, it is a longer movie but I, there's not too many moments where no. it feels like it drags or anything. No. Um, there's just the way they have it set
2: up and the way that yeah. the story kind of moves along.
3: Keeps it, it interesting.
2: Yeah, it was perfect. Everything is exactly where it needed to be. We have our discovery phase of the of the movie, we have the introductory phase where we're knowing about all our characters and their relationships and dynamics with each other. And then we have our third act where all the shit is the fan and is pretty great. Yeah.
3: So I
2: think it was very well laid out.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Hollow Man is a real
2: creep, a real perv. Let me <laughs> yeah. Tell you. And, and he criminal. was like that before he became Hollow. They yeah. made that clear.
3: I will say that, like, the scene where he unbuttoned Sarah's shirt, like her Cardi that yeah. I loved. It's kind of intense, like yeah. you know, where you're like, "That's like scary." It's a it's little pretty creepy, awful.
2: for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty so awful. That, defi- that definitely gave me the, the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. Creepy. And t- let's talk about our characters again. She wasn't the only one that was creeped out by it. Janice was totally creeped out by it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I thought of another twist. Ooh. Um. <laughs> uh, the crew didn't know like they didn't like the rest of the staff except for the three of them they had no idea that this was not approved
3: oh true oh okay yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and they're
2: like fuck we're all gonna get fired you ruined my whole career motherfuckers so there's that so yeah it's true Mm -hmm. it's true okay scary
1: (laughs) 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 we are laughing (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, like I said, you know it's uh there's moments of like real like creepiness, you know, mm-hmm. discomfort, you know, discomfort, like, when, yes. when he's watching like the lady across the way, mm-hmm. you know, there's some discomfort, but not like scary, scary, just like uncomfortable, but not yeah. I've seen like
2: far more uncomfortable movies like <laughs> for sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true, so story. Tell us the story.
0: What story? Yours.
2: I like it. I like the way it's laid out. I like I like it. I do.
3: Yeah, again, it's a it's a cool take on the Invisible Man. I like what they did with it. They kind of like modernized that story. Um, and yeah, I I like that, you know, question I always like movies where you have that like question of morality mm-hmm. and really you're looking at like the biggest monster, like the biggest thing to fear is like man as human beings, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, what would what would a person do with, like, you know, a power if they could not be seen? Like, what would happen to their morality at that point? So I like, I like movies that kind of ask that question, make us look at our own, like, morality and, like, what we would do in that
2: situation. I like that. And like they said in the movie, are you asking us what we would do or what Sebastian would do? Mm-hmm. I
3: like right. when people are the bad guy at the heart of it because, I mean... People are the scariest thing of all, really.
2: That's a fact. hmm Overall movie rating?
3: I just wrote dun-dun-dun music.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love it. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, uh. I'm torn. I'll let you go. <laughs>
3: yeah, this one was kind of hard for me to rank, too. Um, For me, it kind of falls somewhere in the middle. Like, I think that this is a really enjoyable movie. Like, I really enjoyed rewatching it. It's been a while since I've seen it, so it was kind of like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, this is fun. Um, Definitely not one that I've, like, watched a lot. I don't watch it over and over and over again. Again, the CGI doesn't really do it for me, but I love the actors. And the story's real good, so... For me, you know, I'm gonna give it like an almost seven. It's like a six, and like listen, I'll throw in a few of those like poor scared doggies because there were there were a lot of dogs in this that I got to put on my list. I am happy about that, and the robes, too. So
2: there you almost go, almost a seven, right? But not quite. That's not bad though. When you said middle of the road, I was thinking it was gonna be closer to a five. So seven is really solid.
1: Right? Almost
2: seven, not quite. Yeah. Um. Okay. I love this movie. I have nostalgia for this movie. That helps, obviously. I watch this movie. I don't watch it multiple times a year. I probably revisit it once every two to three years. Right? Uh, On purpose. Not just because, oh, it's on and I'm going to watch it. No, I'll be like, hey, I really want to watch Hollow Man right now. And so I do. So I'm going to give this one a little bit higher of a rating between the actors between the writing and all those quotable lines uh the story some of the kills all of that combined i think is going to bump it up to probably an eight for me okay
1: that's no good. E- yeah.
2: no extra items no eight in the headphones no just a straight eight the only thing that's making that's making me on the fence and giving me pause is the CGI, like we said, is so dated. That's the only thing that is making me go. Is it really an eight? But also, fuck it. I enjoy this movie. I have nostalgia for this movie. I'm giving it an eight. Fight me.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're uh, you know, I, I always look at like my my rating. It's my rating. You know yeah. what I mean? It's how I feel about the movie. Right some of some of the movies that i love the most like i mean frankenhooker for example it's not like it's on like the you know (laughs) top 20 movies that you have to see before you die i mean it's on my list of the top 20 movies you have to see (laughs) before you die but and you know it might not like live on in the anal uh, you know in the um in the in the like legendary pieces of cinema you know that are like the best cinema you've ever seen in tech when I make my score, it's not necessarily about like the technical aspects of it. It's my score. So it might be a shitty movie, but it could still be a it could still be a nine for me.
2: Yep. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of <laughs>
2: course. Of course. Yeah. It's an eight for you. That's great. It's an eight. It's an eight for all those good things I said despite the dated CGI. It's, yeah. That it had so many other great qualities to it. That, that's why it is an <clears> H. <throat> okay. Fun facts time.
0: If you see anything funny, call me. Anything funny
1: like what? I don't know.
2: Okay. So, again, internet could not be true. So I'm just going to start talking. To get an honest reaction from us actors when the bacon was invisible, they play speakers throughout the the set and so his okay. voice was popping out from different areas that's fun i don't know if that's true i really want it to be true that'd be great right yeah same da, da, da. oh the director and cinematographer as they are not american didn't know about the game marco polo so they had to be informed on what that line meant They're playing <laughs> marco polo My can you imagine? Is this? right can you imagine how confused you would be in the context if you witnessed that be so strange yeah i'd be
3: like uh who's marco and who's polo and why are we looking for them and why are you saying one thing and you're saying the other one
2: i don't understand but okay isn't that true oh my gosh so this one was also questionable but i liked it when the crew carries the half invisible sebastian back to the operating table they say that a metal skeleton was used so they would have something of weight to carry and make it look good and I like that.
1: Yeah,
3: okay. I could I could believe that.
2: In order to in order to use the title, producers bought the rights to Dan Simmons novel Hollow Man, even though it's not at all the same story. It's not a remake of this novel. And by the way, I love Dan Simmons as an author. I, I own many of his books, so it's great stuff. And I actually wasn't aware of this this novel. I have a lot of books on my shelf from him, but this was not one of them. So that was okay. interesting to me.
1: <laughs>
2: Apparently, Paul Verhoeven was very dissatisfied with this film, and in two thousand three, he remarked to the Hollywood Reporter that I decided after Hollow Man, this is a movie, the first movie that I have ever made that I thought I should not have made. Oh wow! I know, and I'm like, dude, you're you're. You're being too hard on yourself. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Just just go with it. It was a fun ride. Jesse, you'll like this one. The software used to track Sebastian had the logo Omni Consumer Products on it from RoboCup.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. sweet. I never noticed that. Right? I'll have to look for that next time. Yeah. That's a great. Easter
2: egg hiding mm-hmm. in there for y'all. You like the <laughs> RoboCup. Ta-da. This movie started filming in April of 1999. The film uses the word fuck 45 times. Okay, I gotta tell you too, the
3: weirdest thing. So I rented this on Amazon, right? That's how Mm -hmm. I watched it. Okay, I always... I I don't know if you saw the meme that I shared with Velma looking for her glasses. And it says, my subtitles, my subtitles. I can't hear without my subtitles. Um, So I always have my subtitles going. The weirdest thing about this, I've never seen this happen... It was, the captions were edited, so there were no curse words in it. What? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's a lot of them. So instead of, like, asshole, they would say psycho. They used the word, they captioned the word ass once, but the word was asshole that they said. So they wouldn't say asshole, (laughs) they would just say ass. But, like, yeah. The, the millions of fucks that were in this movie, sometimes they just didn't caption it at all. And sometimes they replaced it with like freaking or something else. I've never seen my captions like edited, like censored, in an, especially on Amazon. I've never had that happen before. So I was like, right. wait, what? That is so there's, weird. There's a lot of fucks in this one. So it's like that there was a lot of where I had to like when I was writing my lines, I'm like, does that have a fuck in it? Because it <laughs> wouldn't. It wouldn't be in the subtitles if it did. Wow. Anyway, I digress. It was weird. I've never had that before.
2: But that is yeah. true. That is weird. I watched this, this one um, on DVD, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm a nerd who likes my physical media. So I wouldn't even know about how they would change that sort of thing for streaming. It's so weird. Wow. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. I've never had censored captions before like that, but it right? was. So I don't know okay. why. I don't I don't know if it's based on like who owns the right. movie these days. I have
2: no idea, but it know. was weird. Did they change the rating on Amazon? Did they downgrade our rating? So they- No,
3: and I mean the the words were still being said. The captions just didn't reflect
2: it. Uh, it's offensive to your eyes, I don't know.
3: Yeah, so no, the movie itself wasn't edited. The just the captions were censored. That is the weirdest
2: thing. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was so weird.
2: Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, there was that. That's a fun fact for you, too. Yeah, it was so bizarre. Yeah, that's all I have for fun facts. All right.
3: I will say that this movie has eight taglines, which is pretty fun. I love taglines, so I was like, oh, wow, it's got eight of them. That's pretty fun. Do you have them in front of you? I do. Um... Bring them on.
0: Oh, 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 the is... Taglines.
3: What would you do if you were invisible? How far would you go? Okay? Then there's think you're alone. Think again. <laughs> then there's there's more to fear than you can see.
1: <laughs>
3: you trust your eyes, you rely on your senses, you think you're alone? Think again. So it's a longer version of the right. one. <laughs> one is just open your eyes. I like that um, one. Um Think invisible be invisible. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> that one what would that you for my life. I like that one too, yeah. What would you do if you knew you couldn't be seen? And then yeah. lastly, if you can't see him, if you can't find him, you can't stop him. <laughs> I love taglines, so What's uh, your just... favorite
2: out of those?
3: Oh my god, there's so many of them. But I think I I have to give it to
2: Think invisible be invisible. <laughs> I think I like Not the last one, but the second to last one. What was that one again? What would you do if you knew you couldn't be seen?
3: What was the one before that? Think invisible, be invisible. There's open your eyes. There's more to fear than you can see. You trust your eyes. You rely on your senses. You
2: think you're alone.
3: Think again. (laughs) What would you do if you were invisible? How far would you go? Yeah. Think you're alone. Think again.
2: Yeah, I think think second to the last one is my favorite. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah, I can't choose. So many that I can't keep them in my brain. <laughs> I was going to you. say, you'd need the list in front of you I to, like, no. Well, Jesse, what's your favorite? Well, what
0: I love about that list is that all of them, except for one, like, truly try to, like sound poetic or you know very <laughs> very mysterious or ominous or whatever and then there's one that's like just like a straight up like street interview question like what would you do if you couldn't be seen like <laughs>
3: yeah I know think invisible be invisible
0: <laughs> like just, just, there's just no poetry to that whatsoever it's like what would you do if you were the main character in this movie I, I'm out of ideas like so
3: one was oh. literally just open your eyes so it's right. just a command like it's a movie. Movie, open your eyes and it's like they're open I'm watching a movie he's Like I'm not taking a nap right now
2: uh, back to the think invisible be invisible I don't know I like that one too because it's goofy you know y'all know we've been listening to a lot of Mama D D. Wallace on our podcast which is about manifesting your own destiny right
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm thinking to myself would that work think invisible be invisible can I manifest that hey
3: okay. <laughs>
2: Worth trying. <laughs> right. Oh, those are good, Jamie. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it is time for shout-outs. All right. So, first, as always, we have to shout-out our Patreons, John, Daryl, and Mike. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop whoop We love you guys. Thank you so much love for believing you. in us every week and all the messages and... And wonderful, kind words, we love you. Yes. Yes. Artist Clark.
1: So what are you, an artist or something? These are rather good. They're very good, actually.
2: Oh, you know, Clark art, man. Enough said. So good, yeah. So good. Love his also, work. Also,
3: shout out to Clark, because he, um, he sent me the link to the Adventures of Pete and Pete Halloween episode last oh. night. Because we were talking about comfort movies, and yeah. he was talking about that, and I was like, I love Pete and Pete. I haven't seen that in ages. Where'd you find that? So he sent me the link. Thanks, Clark.
2: Aww. <laughs> yeah, Clark's the best. I love Clark. It's true. Author David O'Hanlon. What's that book
1: about? Oh, this is something special.
2: Oh man. His Babysitter Masker series is great, and he is making a Dolls Horror novel on us. How great is that? So cool. I know we keep talking about it. It's a coming, it's a coming. You can't rush these things.
3: You can't. No.
2: And of course, um, last but not least, we have to shout out our amazing listeners. We love you guys so much. Thank you.
1: Yay.
2: Yay. Yay. Oh, one more. Sorry. um Christy at Nightmare Toys, Nightmare Cafe. It's going to open soon. It may even be open by the time this comes out. So please mm-hmm. keep your eye out if you're in the Las Vegas area. Located at 1307 South Commerce Street in Las Vegas. Right next door to Nightmare Toys, of course. Look at the social medias and watch out for the Nightmare Cafe opening. Because I can't wait to go and drink all their cocktails.
3: Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's gonna be great, guys. Man. I love
3: me a themed restaurant. Like they don't have very many of them, and this is the best theme that you could possibly have for a restaurant or anything. Grocery store, horror horror movie themed grocery store, horror movie themed pharmacy, you know, whatever. It's the best theme for any business. So It
2: is. The horror themed pharmacy. I would really love something like I'd really love it to really be like it themed, like Stephen King's it.
3: Oh, yeah. Cute.
2: They had the wonderful Mm drugstore storyline in it, too. That would be really swell. Yeah. There is a horror-themed coffee shop in Chicago where I live, which I haven't been able to get to yet because it's kind of out there. But I can't wait to go see it. I forgot what the title is. I'll have to ask my friend. I think it's called The Brew or something like that. But it's a horror-themed coffee go. shop, and it's not a pop-up. It's supposed to be here all the time, so I'm very excited about this. We gotta go. That sounds really fun. We do have to go field trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, of course, last but not least, let's talk to producer Jesse. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. What up, boo?
0: Not much. It's good to be uh, good to be back and uh, doing this live. I, I I missed it the last few times, so yep. So yes
2: you had to go be a grown-up and work.
0: I know. I had to go hawk some T-shirts and everything like Aww. that. So. <clears throat> and uh, speaking of which, um, listeners just want to um, give a heads up. I'm not sure the timing of this um, as compared to um, when this gets released versus when it's actually going to go into place. But um, we're going to be making some uh, changes to our – uh, merchandise, and basically it's going to get a little bit more streamlined and everything, but um, I'll have more details on that as time goes, but um, keep your eyes open on the social medias, and uh, yeah, we got some uh, good things coming at the next um, Days of the Dead uh, convention, so yeah.
2: Yeah, new and exciting things mm-hmm. it's going to be great. So, Producer Jesse, um, thank you for doing what you do and making us sound so good and all that, especially... Especially when you can't be here to record with us, I know it's like twice as much work when you can't do this live. So well, I mean, just want to say thank you for all the effort that you yeah, put in. It's quite you.
0: welcome. I mean, I, I it's I appreciate you calling it work, but I mean, it's you know, it's it's more time consuming, yes, but um, but it's funny because I'll just I'll just listen to it from you know from beginning to end, and it's uh it's 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 funny when I do my best to try to throw the sounds in to make it seem like you're actually reacting to it, knowing that you're not <laughs> reacting to it. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, that's the only thing that I'm really, like, that ever bothers me is just that I'm not able to participate with you guys when you're, when you're doing it. But, oh, um no. so.
2: But... Well, if it makes you feel any better, oh, we do hear all your jingles in our head as we're recording. <laughs> like, it's actually playing in our brains. Oh, yeah, Every so... time. It, it is there. It's just we're the only ones that can hear it.
0: Oh yeah, Jamie has replaced my Monty Python clip like more than once when she just like took it upon herself to do the much rejoicing. I'm like, if you want to do it, I'll I won't edit that out. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so, true.
2: I mean, we we hear it. We hear it in our heads. It's, so definitely, you it. are you are still there. Your presence is here even when oh, you're yeah. not.
0: I am your Pavlov. So when
2: you're <laughs> invisible.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I guess I guess to make it make it turn around full circle to the theme, (laughs) eh? way way to tie that up nicely, Summer. So,
1: (laughs) and on
0: (laughs) on that note, I just want to also give a special thanks to all of you listeners out there for all of your tremendous support and. Just to point out that all of our Dolls of Horror goodness can be found at thedollsofhorror.com including episodes, interviews, merchandise, and more. You can follow us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at thedollsofhorror and Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email and want to reach out, say hi, give some feedback or even some movie suggestions, you can at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at thedollsofhorror where you can access our entire back catalog where we usually have upwards of several unaired episodes at any given time and in addition you'll get a free dolls of horror t-shirt in the style of your choice which you can check out on our website or simply follow the link in the description thank you jesse you know
2: it okay one final announcement for you listeners spooky season's almost here hey can we get some hoorays for that one That's right. That's right. Spooky season right around the corner. Oh, yep. One of those. Yes. Yes, sirree. So we're going to announce our spooky season movies for the year. Hmm? Okay. So in no particular order, we are going to do this October Halloween part four and five because they go together. So two episodes, but like we did with part one and two, it's going to be a continuation. Okay. We're going to be doing the Manson Brothers' Midnight Zombie Massacre.
1: Whoop, whoop. I'm yeah. so excited. It's such a fun movie.
2: Too. It was a fun movie. And we talked to them last year around this time when the movie was getting released. So we are very, very, very excited to be able to break down this movie. I love those trying boys. To... I love those boys. Check out that interview. They're trying to get funding for their sequel, which is going to be really cool and exciting. It's going to have vampires. So I'm super pumped for that one.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's going to be fun.
2: Yeah. It's just like in the end of the movie when they tease it with like a new comic book, that's supposed to be their template for the next movie. Nice. At least that was the plan. We don't know what's going to happen, of course, with these things. Sometimes it doesn't happen like that. But that's the plan. So I'm very excited for the next one. And last but not least, we have our listener pick. I'm calling it a listener pick because it has been recommended to both me and Jamie separately and together over and over and over again by you guys. And neither of us have seen it yet. So it is so exciting to delve into a brand new movie that neither of us have seen. We don't have nostalgia for it. And it comes highly recommended by so many of you guys. And that is The Barn.
3: Yeah, so if you're one of the people who recommended it, or you just love that movie and haven't recommended it yet, mm-hmm. definitely tune in to that, and
2: yep. let, us know, let us
3: know how you think, um, or what you think of this movie, because I'm really excited to see it. People have been talking about it a lot.
2: I know. People have been telling me I need to watch this movie for at least one year, maybe two. Same.
3: Yeah, same.
2: And I have no... Guys, I'm trash. I have no excuse for not getting it done before now, um, but I'm very excited to have the first viewing of this before this episode. It's going to be great. Yeah. Cuz you know, we all we all know that we love us some um, brand new watches. We've been doing that a lot more lately and I'm just having a blast with these it's new movies. It's so
3: fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so good. All right. So, that's our spooky season lineup. Um I guess I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. All right. And with that, I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. And you have been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: Think invisible, be invisible.
3: Yeah, open your eyes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dells of Horror or on Twitter at Dells of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description, or go to patreon.com slash dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time.
3: I read that this was actually up for, I think it was the Oscar for special effects this year. And it was kind of like weird knowing that it was like up for like the biggest award (laughs) you could get for special effects. I'm like, watching it now Uh in 2022, it's kind of like, (laughs) yeah, I was like, yeah, I can see my gladiator one. Douchebag haircut, I guess. I don't know what it is. It's kind of fluffy. Again, it was nominated for, like, the top award. And when I read that, I was just like, no. This this (laughs) movie? This movie was this one. Kevin Bacon was that sled dog? I have no idea. (laughs) That was just gratuitous Kevin Bacon, but... Like, when he falls into the pit of fire, Uh it's so CGI, where you're like, that's not a fan. That's a computer graphic, <laughs> for sure.
1: The
2: underwater scenes, those were achieved by... I'm sorry, I can't read my writing. Scratch that, Jesse. I'm just going to ignore the fact that that ever happened in my life. <laughs> kind of like Hollow Man Part 2. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: I can't get over it. I can't let this go. I'm still mad I gave up two hours of my life for this movie, and it was two years ago.
0: <laughs> I was I was just going to tell you that I have no problem editing that out, and you, you just had the perfect timing of me opening up my mic.
2: <laughs> that's, your, that's your outro material, dude. Ab- absolutely. <laughs>
0: Thanks for making my job easy.
2: Right.